And if you are an OG, an old school one rental at a time uh, watcher, you know about three years ago or so, Olivia and I actually had two puppies. Uh, the first one who passed was Jordan, uh, and the second one that passed last year was Jimbo. But yesterday, uh, actually first, you guys have already met Happy. Happy is our puppy, and um, yep, this guy. And then we got a new one. One rental at a time, family. Meet Sunny. Yep, this is our newest puppy, Sunny. She's eight weeks old, or he is eight weeks old, and is already proven to be uh, someone who is not not gonna mess around. So, uh, yeah. So what I want to do today is, if we get to three hundred likes on this video, we will go ahead and buy Happy and Sunny a new toy. And if we get to 500 likes, I'll actually buy them an outfit just to have some fun. So uh, yesterday we were doing treats, way too many treats. I should have known better. But what we'll do today is 300 gets us a new toy, 500 gets us an outfit. And yes, I will show you the outfit. That's, uh, that should be fun. So uh, in the end, uh, we won't be speaking with Mr. Jonathan Twomley today. We usually speak with him on Thursday. He is out looking at a deal, uh, so let's wish him luck. Uh, but we will have plenty of discussions today. We've got the three amigos later and a couple of special guests earlier in the day. Uh, but as we get started, you know, again, it looks like this channel is having a pretty good run with kind of looking at the dominoes and seeing where they are. For example, months ago, I pointed to the black swan of the China debt market, specifically property. I did not, did not call Evergrande. I didn't look, I wasn't calling anyone specific, but it looks like that is starting to crumble. More importantly, about a week ago, I started highlighting that China could actually go into a recession. I think the Chinese government has miscalculated. They have done too many things too fast, and the property... Um, collapse that I think is underway in China is going to impact consumers. And if you look at China today, their manufacturing is actually contracting. Yes, contracting. And Happy is right over there playing with her new uh, brother, Sonny. So yeah, they're having a good time over there. Uh, so again, China manufacturing is contracting, which is something that is like, oh my goodness, that is going on. So I do believe China is in for some rough time. I think the best case is they have a lost decade like Japan, but it could get it could get pretty bad. So we are definitely going to have to watch that. Uh, as again, we mentioned yesterday, we're like, hey, what is pretty likely? And yesterday I said, I think the, the thing that is most likely to pass this week is they're going to choose self-preservation. And it looks like the Senate uh, has passed a uh, funding bill uh, that will include uh, Afghan refugee resettlement and hurricane funds, but not the debt limit, not the debt ceiling. So looks like that passed the Senate. They'll try to get it to the House today. All signs point to that passing, which again, self-preservation. Just ah, sometimes politics just makes you queasy, right? Uh, today's also Thursday. We got to talk about those unemployment claims, right? Unemployment claims are up the third week in a row. Uh, they've been above expectations also three weeks in a row. Uh, this one came in at 362. 
There's an interesting thing with unemployment claims, specifically U3, not U6. And again, we've got into this a bunch over the last year. But U3, you've got to be looking for employment. I am wondering if what is happening here is more people are coming off the sidelines and looking for work. Thus, they move from U6 to U3. I don't know if that for sure. I'm hoping that is what's going on. Otherwise, we are in for a tough go. And again, I've been talking about a recession kind of feels like it's going on. And again, they're forecasting inflation at 5.2 and GDP at 4%. That kind of feels like inflation to me. We got some earnings. And again, they are missing. And this is something I highlighted again about a week before. Uh, that earnings are going to start to miss versus the constant beating of last year. This is going to shake new investors out, I believe. CarMax. CarMax. Talk about the company you would have thought had a layup. CarMax missed. Uh, it looks like expectations for volume and pricing is not as good as expected. They hit last quarter, but they are not going to hit this quarter. They're lowering uh, expectations. McCormick. McCormick, the spice maker. Uh, has also lowered guidance on inflation, supply chain costs, and logistics costs. And then finally, man, if you own Bed Bath & Beyond, today is a bloodbath. I checked this morning again pre-market. It was down 25%. How do you do? Wow, 25% in a day. They basically said we saw a steep, steep drop-off in August. Uh, we have pervasive supply chain issues, pervasive inflation. Not good. Not good. And this is something I have to, we have to watch, right? Remember August, all, not all, most of the mall-based retailers were saying, hey, things are feeling pretty good. Here's one. Now, Bed Bath & Beyond is not really a mall-based vendor. They really stand alone or maybe they anchor a couple of malls. But you got to wonder. Is this a sign of what's to come? And we are going to see earnings missed after earnings missed after earnings missed? I don't know. 25% slap in the face does not feel good. Other things we are seeing is restaurant owners. 80% of restaurant owners in a survey have highlighted that conditions are worse today than 90 days ago. They have staffing. They have food costs. And um, not a lot of joy in the restaurant business today. Don't know if you've heard this, but the UK has a gas shortage. Uh, this is something that kind of makes me feel like the US in the 70s. Uh, they're actually asking doctors to stay at nearby hotels so they can get to work. Yes, folks, 90% of petrol stations or gas stations are out of gas. That's not good. Something else going on, Chamath, uh, the guy I follow from Social Capital, uh, he has said in the last couple of days that he believes that Bitcoin has replaced gold. Not sure if I'd make that call. But again, he's got a hundred, hundreds of millions of dollars in Bitcoin. Again, we have somebody talking their book, no doubt. But hey, he's at least got, the, he's got his skin in the game, so there you go. He did say if you want to beat inflation, and he called it, Midterm, so not short term or long term, but midterm inflation is probably the next couple of years. He seeks hyper growth companies, a company growing over 50%. He wants cash generating assets. 
For me, that's duh, duh, real estate. And then he wants non-correlated assets. I'm guessing that's his NFT and crypto and all of that. Although I don't know about you, but the little I've looked at crypto, it certainly seems to be following everybody else. When it and when the market sells off, it sells off. So I don't know. Not my area of expertise. I got my little 1% insurance policy and I'm good with that. Don't know if you saw this, but Anna Kelly and I talked about this yesterday and I wanted to go look it up because I had not heard it. Or I had heard it, but I didn't believe it. It looks like there was a proposal by the Biden administration to track slash report all cash transactions over $600. All transactions from your bank. Essentially, we're going to be sending our bank statements to the IRS. The belief, of course, is that we have a bunch of tax cheats in the U.S. Uh, and this reporting of these dollars would lead to $500 billion in new tax revenue. I call hogwash on those numbers. What would really happen, folks, is you would have less and less people banking. You would have people at the lower end of the spectrum stop banking. They would go to the DeFi movement, um, decentralized finance being pushed by the crypto market. It would actually lead to people saving money in the mattress. We get zero interest at a bank. Why would we put it there? This is such bad idea, overreached by government. It's... Yeah, I just, some of these things you hear, it's like, what are they thinking? Then you have Powell out again talking today about, you know what? Inflation's a little harder, going to run a little longer. Again, Powell must be watching this channel. And then just this morning, he's like, you know what? This whole looking at the jobs picture and inflation at the same time, that is kind of tough. No kidding, uh, Jerome. You can only have one priority. And right now, you are once again repeating the mistakes of the Fed president that preceded Paul Volcker, and you, sir, are creating the second great inflation. Yes, Powell, that is you. And maybe Yellen is right. You are a dangerous man because, again, what do I believe? I believe inflation is a tax and a tax that we all pay. It is not only the rich, and in fact, the rich can afford it. Inflation is a tax we are all paying because what is going on in the economy. And then I saw, um, I forget his first name all of a sudden, Manchin. Uh, the, he's out of West Virginia. He's talking about the Democratic Party's plans are fiscal insanity and will lead to an entitlement society. Um, yeah, I don't think he's voting for the $3.5 trillion bill. I don't think that's going anywhere. And then finally, probably the scariest thing I have read in a while, J.P. Morgan is actually spending time planning for a U.S. default. Now, in fairness, they have done this before when, this, when we get this close. But yes, J.P. Morgan, the largest bank in the U.S., is actually spending time, spending hours, planning for what would happen if the U.S. Uh, defaulted and we didn't raise the debt ceiling. That will make you pucker up. That's a little nerve wracking. So again, uh, we won't unfortunately be speaking with Jerome Powell. Or Jerome Powell. <laughs> Where'd that come from? Uh, Jonathan Twomley today. He's out looking at a deal, uh, but I do have a nine o'clock, a 10 o'clock. And of course we will have uh, the three amigos at 1230. So be a fun day. Take care of yourself. Make sure you go get the book, One Rental at a Time, or the new book, 15 Conversations with Millionaires or Real Estate Millionaires. I appreciate it. 
and I just saw the first two books were shipped by Amazon. They're actually hardcover. So if you were one of the first two people to buy a hardcover, I just saw on Amazon they actually been shipped. So um, pretty cool. Take care. Bye.